You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a bit of breaking news to discuss with everybody. The NWSL has named Marla Messing as interim CEO. We're going to get into some uh, details about that right now for everyone so that you all stay informed. A quick reminder before we get into the content of all this. Follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can also head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe so that you never miss a new video, an interview, or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights. So head on over to YouTube.com slash Attacking Third and hit subscribe. Lisa, how are you doing today? <laughs> Sandra, I'm good. It's Monday. We knew we'd be getting some news today because that's just how the league works. Um, and of course, it's always good to, to chat with you and to go live with people on YouTube so they can ask us some questions about all of this. Um, but the league is making moves and we are here to talk about it. How are you? How's your Monday? I'm doing all right. Can't complain uh, as far as Mondays go. Could be worse, right? A Monday can always be worse. Uh, but nothing wrong with a little bit of breaking news. Uh, maybe a little bit of breaking news that is uh, pointing things in a certain direction, right? Uh, let's let's hop right to it. Marla Messing named as interim CEO of the National Women's Soccer League, named today by the uh, Board of uh, Governors and by extension, the Executive Committee of Amanda Duffy, Angie Long, and Sophie Savage. Let's narrow in on that just a quick quick second before we truly dive into things that trio of an executive committee was put in place uh at after the uh exit and resignation of former commission uh, nwsl commissioner lisa baird this trio was put into place to sort of work alongside the board of governors and in, in, in an effort to kind of at the time what they referred to class a global net in the search for an eventual nwsl commissioner and as of right now this appears to be their uh first and basically final no. major hire of this trio, the announcement of this interim CEO uh, within the uh, initial release from the league. It essentially states uh, that this executive committee will be dissolved now that there is going to be somebody like a Marla Messing in place to be able to kind of go over the day to day stuff. And this was put into place, like you said, after Lisa Baird resigned. That was the first weekend of October. So this, this three-person board of executives hasn't been, uh, I'm going to say, in charge that long. But also their job was to find someone to take over. And that's that's what they did. So that's why this board is uh, a three-member board and executive committee is dissolving after this hiring because that was their job to, to find someone to oversee things and to be in charge. Um, check they did that and now they're kind of falling back into their previous roles that they had before yeah there were three executive women who had roles with with other nwsl clubs so amanda duffy representing orlando pride angie long of kansas city nwsl and sophie savage of all rain so uh, they're still going to be involved uh, in the league just just via uh, respect their respective clubs but let's uh let's start getting into to marlo messing and this interim ceo of the NWSL. Who is she? Um, well, she's a very long tenured sports executive as a very, I guess, quick way to mention 
a title about who she is and what she does. I think the biggest thing that's going to stick out here for this particular candidate uh, is that she served as president and CEO of the 1999 FIFA Women's World Cup. So this is going, mm-hmm. she's got some women's soccer experience that is going back to what is arguably considered the biggest women's soccer sporting point uh, in, in U.S. women's soccer history. You look at the timeline of United States women's soccer and how that has sort of evolved and grown over the last two decades or so. And a lot of people point to that 1999 World Cup as really that thing that sort of kind of launched and propelled women's soccer into kind of everyone's, uh, you know, front and center and noticing it and saying, hey, this is going to be something that should stick around. Uh, But most recently, uh, it's not just soccer that she's been involved in. Most recently, she was CEO of USTA Southern California, the U.S. Tennis Association from uh, 2019 to 2021. And she's also held executive... uh, positions for several sports institutions, uh, including a full-time consultant to MLS Club, Los Angeles Football Club, and FC Barcelona. She was also VP and Executive Director of the uh, LA Olympic bid for 2024 and 2028 Paralympic bid. And uh, in the committee, she was responsible for the Games Innovation Network, strategy and managing committee relationships with national governor bodies and international federations. So lots of good stuff here uh, for her. But that doesn't end there, Lisa, right? No, I mean, as you mentioned, probably her biggest one between 1994 and 1999 was was essentially running, being the executive vice president of FIFA World Cup and then the president and CEO of FIFA Women's World Cup in 1999, which really launched women's soccer in the U.S. Um, Then between 95 and 96, uh, she stuck with soccer. So I think the theme of soccer and kind of being in these executive higher up positions is huge when you look at her background. She was the founder and senior vice president of the MLS. Um, But I think one of the most interesting things about her career, Sandra, is that she started her career as an attorney and she was at Latham and Watkins. Um, And what's really interesting is that this particular law firm is what helped launch the NWA. in 2013. They worked with U.S. soccer. They worked with the NWSL on how to form the league. And throughout the start of this league, they talked and they they worked hand in hand with the league and U.S. soccer to provide advice on league governance and operations and tax matters and intellectual property. Because when you start a league or a company, you have a lot of legal responsibilities. Um, So she wasn't there at the law firm in 2013 when the league started, but that is where she got her start as an attorney in this law firm, which I just think an interesting little tidbit how the world of soccer is small. It is very small and people keep weaving in and out of each other. But I I think that what we can take from her background and the roles that she has held is that she has been in very high positions, very powerful positions, um, running things in the world of soccer and the Women's World Cup in 99 being probably the biggest ones, which makes her very qualified to be the interim CEO of the NWSL. Um, So the NWSL is not as big as the Women's World Cup in 1999 by any means. And the fact that she is willing to step into this role, uh, a role that in a league that needs a lot of help and needs a lot of guidance and a lot of governance right now, for me, when I look at her resume and the past job she's had, it seems like a pretty solid fit. I love that uh, that sort of last kind of 
tidbit, little bit of fact that you kind of gave on, on messing here, because to sort of have that bit of perspective, this is someone who maybe didn't have a direct hand in the formation mm-hmm. of this league, but was a part of a law firm that was essentially a group of advisors to the people who were trying to to launch this lead and get it and get it started. So almost sort of having a, a bit of uh, knowledge and sort of in the beginning history of the foundation of this league. So it's going to be interesting to sort of um, hear where she wants to take things after she sort of gets all the information of what has clearly occurred almost 10 years later for, for the league as well. But in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, what is she expected to do in the immediate sense? Um, and in terms of the immediate sense, the way that interim CEO job description was laid out within this release from the league is that it's to oversee day-to-day operations and work in close coordination with the board of governors to execute on key initiatives to promote actionable, sustainable change and measurable progress across the league. And of course, with this hire, we have mentioned that the executive committee dissolves immediately with Messing's uh, appointment. Um, But within this as well, we got to sort of see within this release that Alongside all those things, um, having an interim CEO in place, one of the small demands, uh, I shouldn't say small, but one of the few demands that have been met for the NWSL Players Association um, is that with this hire in place, messing seeing the uh, the day-to-day operations that could potentially include uh, an additional hire for a commissioner-specific role, and within that, that includes working with the players association who did demand a seat at that table when it came to having a say and who was going to be in the next commissioner role. So uh, day-to-day operation is a very kind of like a, you know, wide and vague kind of, you know, statement, but it's, it's, it's kind of, for me upon perception, it's sort of looking as if that is also going to include some things that it are going to have to be another big hire somewhere down the road. Yes. I mean, and I think the first thing that Messing needs to do is just sit down with uh, the three former uh, board members in Duffy, Long and Savage and and kind of get the inside scoop as to what's been happening, because I'm sure Messing's been following all the news in the league most recently, but kind of figure out how those three were attacking this and, and what they wanted to see change. And it also sounds like she's going to meet with the Players Association or at least representatives of the Players Association to, to get their input into how she can best serve them. Um, one of uh, part of the statement that she said, she did put out a, a few statements in the initial press release and then a letter later. But some things that she said is that she wanted to quote, fully embrace the abundantly clear need to transform the league so that player welfare is central to every discussion and decision and that gaining the trust of the players and uniting the players and the owners is central to her approach so that she can most effectively create systemic change. Um, Of course, words are words and actions speak differently, but I think that she's off to a good start in saying this and understanding that systemic change needs to happen and that getting the trust of the players and making sure that the owners and the players have that open line of communication and that transparency um, that hasn't been there in the past between players and owners, um, players and and the league and the commissioner and the CEOs and also the fans and the leagues um, really yeah. trying to bridge those gaps. Um, and, and that's her initial statement that she has released. Yeah. I mean, including that within 
the league announcements uh, of her of her position and her role adjacent to that uh she also released a letter directly to nwsl mm-hmm. fans which is probably unexpected honestly i think um when we're looking at pro leagues across the board you look at high tense moments like this where there's significant sweeping change um, and that maybe there isn't something that is directly adjacent to that announcement directly to fans, but there is in this case uh, from missing sort of acknowledging, honestly, a little bit of a fractured relationship uh, at this point, I think from what's considered the, the core and hardcore fan base of, of the league. And uh, she says within this letter, uh, as I step into this interim role, I fully recognize the meaningful change that still needs to occur, the trust that needs to be rebuilt and the accountability that must be enforced. I can assure you that while I am in this role, I'm committed to working closely with the board of governors, the players, and all of you to make important changes across the league that will allow us to emerge as a stronger, more inclusive organization where player safety, welfare, and respect are central to everything that we do. So that's just a small portion of her direct letter uh, to NWSL fans, which I think is maybe just a little bit of an extra touch and sort of, it, I think it shows a little bit that, you know, Lisa, you brought up a good point about the the early things that maybe she should be doing is having those conversations, not just with the board of directors, but the, the, this this trio of this former executive com- committee to sort of, you know, get caught up in things. And, and seeing something like that, it sort of maybe shows or that those conversations have already been had or at the very least ongoing. Uh, if someone is stepping into this role. They absolutely have to have uh, their finger to the pulse of what is going on. And it's a tense moment right now. Um, so I think that that was a, a good, a smart additional extra touch uh, to sort of kind of have that extra letter to the fans directly from her. And I, th- I think something interesting about this announcement is that she is the interim CEO of the league. Um, and the league is now still searching for a, uh, a commissioner, um, and she is supposed to lead that search. Sandra, what what do you think the difference between a CEO and a commissioner is, or, or how are they similar? I think I think placing the title as interim CEO is a is a way to sort of differentiate between the two um, because it's like you have for a long time this league did go without an actual commissioner, and they had one, and now they don't have one again. So it's a way to make this announcement to sort of say that that search is actually still ongoing because let's let's be frank there's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. people who maybe see this breaking news or see the announcement and say oh like that's that's the ceo and that's or that's going to be the next commissioner and that's not necessarily how how it works um honestly seeing the announcement for me it actually brought a lot of those uh, old reactions back for me uh when somebody like amanda duffy was named in an interim position when amanda duffy arrived to the national women's soccer league there was the impression that she was being brought on from the board uh, as the next commissioner. And quite frankly, that just never turned out and panned out to be true. Uh, When she got brought in, she came in during the exit of former commissioner Jeff Plush back in 2017. And when she came on in, it was to a a new position, a new position called the managing director of operations. So it's like, again, it was this sort of day-to-day role overseeing things and sort of giving her a certain amount of responsibility responsibility over, you know, growing uh, staff for the league, uh, improving league standards, overseeing the league's policies that were in place at the time, and uh, ultimately having a role in, uh, you know, the league's partnerships and uh, also the uh, the broadcasting partnerships as well. So all of that sounds very um, commissioner-esque. So the fact that that wasn't the role 
uh, or title that was given to Amanda Duffy then, who has now gone on to a different role with the club directly, then that that's not the the title that's being given to uh, Messing as she steps into this place. It sort of feels that maybe, possibly, there will be room to sort of have these kind of multi-head positions at uh, kind of an administrative level for the NWSL, which honestly the need really, the, the league really, really needs it. Uh, I don't think it's smart to just have these types of things fall on, on one person because you have the commissioner and then all of a sudden you just mm -hmm. have a board, which is composed of ultimately uh, different types of ownership representing the clubs um, throughout the league. So it's smart to sort of have, different people in different positions here to sort of oversee certain, certain things right now. I think Messi's role is going to be, it's going to echo similarly what a commissioner is somebody to be mm -hmm. that person to sort of enforce the league policies, kind of ensure that there's accountability that is had, but um, ultimately is, is maybe just as they eventually bring in a, a commissioner, those two things to kind of be separated in different roles can kind of be placed in terms of responsibilities. And very important. We are still in the middle of a regular season. With <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> this, this is the other thing that I don't want people to lose sight of. We yeah. are still in the regular season. We haven't even entered playoffs yet. There are still playoff positions that teams need to grab. And this changes that are being happened and, and being made in the front office to try to enact systemic changes in this league. They're not going to happen overnight. And just like a new commissioner is probably not going to be hired overnight. Um, I think the hiring of Messing uh, happened pretty quick, considering that the board was considered executive director of the board on October 3rd. And now this announcement's coming out on October 18th. That's a pretty quick hiring process turnaround. Um, but uh, of course, the, the Rolodex of women's soccer executives isn't that large. And Messing fits the bill as of now. We'll see what changes she can enact, especially before November 20th, the NWSL championship um, that takes place. But yeah, we're still in the middle of a regular season with this league. It's not like it's the off season and Messing and the board of directors has time to go into meetings and discuss things that are all happening off the pitch because games are still being played every single week girl middle of the season it's it's the end it's the end of the season let's be real here it's the regular yes. season is coming to a close there's two weeks left and uh there's going to be a, a quick turnaround because it's like you've got the end of the regular season then there are playoff matches that are going to be taken it's like three weeks of playoff scenarios in play for november um and then at the conclusion of the nwcl championship final there is going to be uh, a very quick december that's going to come up that's going to have some exciting things taking place as well the the expansion drafts have already been announced for the incoming teams that are slated for the 2022 season so it's it's whoever is going to was going to be placed in this role was going to have a very short timeline and a lot mm -hmm. of things to sort of get into and hit the ground uh hit the ground running so it's it's uh it's going to be something to keep an eye on it's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure. Who's to say that this isn't, um, I, again, this is something that is echoing a lot of things for me back from when Amanda Duffy was introduced into, into the NWSL. It's like there was always this sort of scenario of, um, is this sort of a trial run? Is she eventually going to be named and given the title of commissioner? And again, that just didn't, that just never ended up panning out to be true. 
and I'm sure there are people who are going to wonder this about this hire with Marla Messing as well. Is this sort of a bit of a, it says interim. So is this sort of a bit of a trial run before it's a permanent CEO or before if it's perhaps a permanent commissioner and then someone else gets hired or mm -hmm. tagged as CEO. There's a lot of things here to follow and keep an eye on. And we are going to keep an eye on it for everyone as it continues to develop. I want to thank everyone as usual for listening with us and for all of our breaking news segments or interviews or podcast previews, reviews, and everything else in between. I want to let you know, I'll know that you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast show. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question. And if you do, Lisa and I will answer it as part of our mailbag segment. And we're also available as video, so please subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. We are your place for breaking news, reactions, updates, match reviews, recaps, analysis, exclusive interviews, and more. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will be back Tuesday with the exclusive.